you don't know. God has blocked some things. God has blocked some things. You went down the left road and you should have took the right. Now nah, you don't know. Now nah, it now nah, he's done some wonderful things. Known and unknown. Now nah, he's done some awesome things for your life. Woo! Jesus, Jesus. Oh, you could have been somewhere else. Yeah. You could have been somewhere else. Where would I be? See, some of us can say that. If it wasn't for the Lord, where would I be? Don't let that be a cliche. Let that be a reality. If it wasn't for the Lord, where would I be? If it weren't for my parents, where would I be? One or two, where would I be? Won't somebody praying for me, where would I be? Where would I be? See, sometimes you just got to stop. And ask yourself that question. Where would I be? Some of us can ask, you know, why, why my sister have a tumor and I didn't? Why my sister-in-law had the tumor and I didn't? See, y'all won't go there. You got to go there. Why won't it you? God use things sometimes to unify us. We just don't see it. Even the hardships produce a glory, the Bible says. For him. It's how you go through it. Why? Why Thomasine? And why not none of her other sisters? Why not Mel V? Why not teach him? Why her sister? Why Athena had cancer and not your child? Can you stop and ask yourself that question? Why my brother died and I didn't? God in this infinite wisdom he said his ways are not like our ways thank God why her you got somebody in your family sick something happened why why them and not you why are you still here and they're not That alone should provoke you to have an uncontrollable praise for God. Okay. I'm just saying. What kind of mental strength does Thomasine have that she could handle this and still go through because she had support? Then where were you? 
I'm going to sing just on my heart tonight. of thoughts did she have in, in her mind and she probably said why me and not you mm-hmm. now that's something to go to bed with and wake up with knowing that you have a tumor in your brain. Now, man, we. What kind of strength does she have? See, she got strength. Have her son die in her arms. See, y'all don't see, leave people alone. Pray for them. What kind of strength of character does she have? See, most of us just look on the outside and instead of the heart of the thing of the person kind of strength does she have what an honor to say that's my sister okay Ooh, my goodness see he said he'll put no more on us than we can bear oh how strong she is how strong she is ordeal I haven't seen her treat anybody bad but but people have talked about her okay my God now be seated please in heavenly places my prayers father forgive us I got anybody with me on them father forgive us got to do this thing right I want to do this thing right y'all want to do this thing right Thomasine was just in my spirit that's where she was sometimes we need those things to put a check in us I mean can I get like one two maybe eight minutes those things like that keep us in check it locates us. Man. I had a, somebody asked me, a couple of people wanted to know, hey, you should want a video tonight. Man, are you serious? No. We need a word. Some, some other things, those, those things are going to happen, but right now there's something else that's a little more pressing. And that's the unity of us. Thomas seems just in my spirit today. What strength that she has. Just something to go to sleep and wake up with that condition. You know, I mean, y'all understand what I'm saying. And still hold on to your sanity. And still got other issues and might not have the total support of her spouse. I'm just saying. I'm going to be real with it. This is where you come in at. This is where you come in at. 
Well, I'm just going to pick up where we left off on Tuesday. <laughs> Woo, what a message like that. It was right on point, though, right on time, won't it? Okay. So I'm asking God some more questions about us. And I'm not afraid for the answer. Yeah? Mm, yeah, I pray for everybody. There's a spirit of infirmity just going around. Rampant. <laughs> Amen. Y'all know what I ask you. If you're throwing up and that kind of stuff, please stay home. Be wise. And anything else, I think we can tolerate. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, I love y'all. I really do. I really love y'all. Thank you. I felt that, Eric. I heard that. I really do love you. I love y'all so much. Man. I know, love you enough to tell you the truth. Thank you, Tony. I, I like that, man. You, you gotta have, I got to have some agreement. got to feel good. Amen. So I got a question. And, you know, we're trying to get these up really quick, and I think it's really important to hear them again because you're going to miss something. So y'all know the video and the audio from Sunday, Tuesday are up. Y'all know they're up. If you don't know how to get to them, ask somebody. They'll tell you. Fredlina has all the answers. All right. <laughs> she has all the answers. Let me tell you what. She helps me. Or she helps. Let me, let me correct that. She helps the ministry. So much. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's. She's resilient. She, 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 if she don't know, she'll find out. Pastor, I'll find out for her. And she got a great attitude. Yes. Yes. She's got a great attitude. You're a blessed man, Terrence. You're a blessed man. And the Bible says, give honor where honor is due. And she does a lot of things for this ministry behind the scenes. This app that we're doing, it takes tremendous um, uh, fortitude to... Work with me. <laughs> it does. And teacher, you know, it's, it's rough behind the scene. Some of y'all ain't been behind the scene working today. But you will. I guarantee you. <laughs> but it's going to bring the best out of you. It's going to bring the best out of you. It's too much stuff that's dormant in a believer. Too much stuff. Sometimes you got to shake it up a little to get it working. Get it flowing. All right. Amen? Amen? Agitate it a little bit. Get in his face a little bit. Yes. All right? I might need a chair, a couple of y'all. A little tall. A little tall. I mean, when I say I love you, I really mean it. Because I care, first of all, that I feed you correctly job of a shepherd is to feed you. And I want to make sure that I'm feeding you correctly. But if there's no change, there's a problem. There's a blockage. You know, we, we need to go in and do an angioplast or something. 
Ready to get that artery clear. It's clogged up. It can't flow the blood flow. Blood flow is everything in the human body. That stops a lot of things. It's the type of blood flow, the blockage. So we need to have a proper blood flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, since Tuesday, since the word that you've heard, it's been up. How many have actually went back, listened, or watched it again? Raise your hand, please. All right. Okay, it's available. All right. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, the word that you're being preached, the word that you're being preached. Amen. Okay, I'm going to say it on this side. The word that you're being preached. You need to hear the word that you're being preached to. Amen. God has given it to us to give to you. If you want to go on the internet, go to Walker Ministries. YouTube channel is there. That's what I'm feeding. That's what you need to eat. Okay? Too many of us, y'all know how I feel about this internet thing. They're not your pastor. They, they don't, they're not connected to you. So you got to be careful what feeds you. Amen? Everybody want to be a teacher. So a lot of people have left the faith because of some internet teacher. Mm, okay. So since Tuesday, has your life changed since Tuesday? Or are you still the same? Who bold enough to answer that question? You sure can. <laughs> you sure can. You are a teacher. That's what a teacher teaches. Amen? Amen? So if you need to teach and you feel the unction, teach. All right. See, I'm not, we share in what we do. See, what, what I have, she adds, she adds value to it. Okay? And I recognize that. It's, I'm, mine's not, we work together. This is the thing I want to talk about tonight, about unity. So where we going? So, amen? It's a lot of, well, I was going to go there. I was going to go there. Since Tuesday, since Tuesday, got to make it brief. Get to the point. Don't veer. Don't go all off. Okay? Okay? Because we do that sometimes. We start, <laughs> stop preaching. Hold on. I, I need you to be direct. To the, has your life changed and you can give an example if it's short amen because it should be right to the point yeah. so since Tuesday teaching anybody want to <laughs> see this is why this, <laughs> this, why, this why I don't like to do live this is why I don't like to do live. This is exactly why I don't like to do live video, you know. I like to edit my stuff. Everybody, do the live video. Nah, I like to do the edit because stuff happens sometimes. All right. Since, since Tuesday, this is Bible study. Okay, this is not intercessory prayer. This is Bible study. Okay, y'all know before we, we used to have a lot of voluntary, you know, when we were a smaller group, we could have the interaction. 
But then now uh, it took too much time from the teaching. So that's why, you know, sometimes we can do it. Now, tonight I feel this is a night that we can ask, have a little interaction so I can let you out of here early. Okay? All right? Yes, ma'am. Um, just real quick um, about relationships, how you said there's power in relationships. Mm-hmm. And then if a relationship is not together, um, there's a disagreement that means someone is selfish. So recently I had um, a dancer um, leave the studio. She was with me since she was seven from my old studio. She's now probably 16. And um, I had to think about it, you know, basically how long I've been with her um, and why is she leaving. So come to find out it was just some issues underlined with her but sometimes what we do when it comes to relationship, like Pastor says, this person is this person. Mm-hmm. So she was just naming different couple things that she had encountered with, but the encounters were in 2018. Mm-hmm. So they're just coming up to me now, but it was good to know that there's still power in a relationship. So I met with her, her mom, her dad, to just for her to say, I'm still the most influential person in her life. So it brought to me that also Pastor said, it's not about personal is business wise so I was able to keep myself out of emotions and still go teach another class and still end a relationship with a student still knowing that I am I'm an influence on her life so power and relationship amen power of relationship all right all right I would like to hear from uh, well if you got one but I also want to hear from uh, a married man okay 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 go ahead First uh, Corinthians thirteen. Yes, I've been reading that ever since Tuesday, every Good. day at lunch, and it's really starting to. Uh, I'm really starting to uh, be mindful of the uh, of what it says, mm-hmm. and asking the Lord to help me to walk in that. That's good. So, Amen. That's, that's part of my teaching tonight too. Amen. Amen. All right, let me get a married man. What? And the question is. I'm going to give you the question again. Has your life changed since Tuesday? Service, right? Or are you still the same? No, not the same. And okay. I don't think that after any teaching we should be the same. If we Amen. Are, then we need to relook at ourselves. But Amen. that's a different discussion. Amen. Now, it might be minor, but again, we can't fault small beginnings. But I think the biggest thing is the mindset and how I look at myself when... Basically, when I get home from work or I get home from something, I tend to want to be by myself a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of decompress. But then in the word that was talking about that God even needs humanity. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things where if God created us and he needs us, God's not by himself. So why am I exiling myself instead of, you know, if I have some kind of studying or any kind of reading, I need to be doing that with the family, either with my wife or with my son, even mm-hmm. though so he's invited in the word now. Amen. I love that, Dalton. Amen. All right. Every, everybody in the building, right? I don't want nobody outside in the hallway. I want everybody in here. Now, uh, can I add a little something to that, Dalton, if you don't mind? Feel free. Because um, actually, Ashante and Dalton both text me. He, they... What's it, Shanti? Oh, she's feeding the face. She said, Pastor, I got some keys that I want to share with you from what I learned. And she was very open and honest about her relationship, which that's the only way to be. Hello. And Dalton also, she said, he's going to send you 
some things too, some of his keys, and he did. He sent the point, he kept his word, and he sent them. And it was really good because now I know that they are actually identifying and seeing some issues and, you know, that need to be uh, addressed. But I like because they both, but I asked, I asked Dalton, I said, well, have you read what your wife's keys were and has she read what your keys were? You see not what I'm yet. saying? Still I don't want. Yet. We'll get it tonight. Okay, because I don't want it to be separate. Because that's the communication that needs to take place. Amen. Okay. So one thing you just write them, and she write hers, and y'all never to meet. They, they, you have to. This is why you do those things. I love that they they took the time. And Shante, I got a whole lot. She had about ten keys, twelve keys. Um, you know, a woman is very. You know, men can be very short and to the point, and women can be a little more detailed. That's the way they are. They got more brain fibers and circuits than we do, all right, just in her makeup. Amen? Amen. So she can help you. Men. <laughs> okay. Uh, there she go. All right. Thank you. Just discussing your keys. Thank you. Um, anybody else? Anybody else? So everybody else is still the same? Or has there been a profound change? Okay. All right. Go ahead, though. He's going to give it. Yes. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tiffany. So I really have been just focusing on me because I realize that sometimes I don't focus on me and I focus on my family too much. Um, and I'm just being honest because not, not saying that I don't, shouldn't focus on them, but I cause myself to be distracted at times. So today or yesterday, I had an encounter with um, some people at a restaurant. It wasn't very pleasant, but in the end, God was just telling me the owner and them needed prayer because clearly he has hurt. Because um, he was just very, like the customer service was just very bad. And, um, and just instead of being upset or feeling, you know, emotions about what he said, because... Mm -hmm. I thought about it this morning when I was kind of talking to God before I got ready for work, and he told me, you know, basically that I just need to really keep praying for him and that it's not about the fact that he was, you know, hurt and projecting that on me, but it's about mm -hmm. him healing and our community's healing because it's not about him being mean, like, he thought it was about money. So your change yeah. that you learned yeah. since Tuesday is what exactly? Exactly. Just that I need to pray more for our community and that I need to mm -hmm. just stay connected with <clears throat> God and the people around me so that I can affect change. Good word. Connected. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That means you're in a relationship. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Good. It's all right. <laughs> Anybody else before we move on? Okay, Eric, guys. Two things, I'll make this quick. Okay. Um, same story with Tiffany. Um, when she told me that night, uh, I actually took it upon myself to call the manager that was talking to her about uh, talking to her like that. In the past, I would just listen and kind of just take it on my own and, and just pray about it and just, you know, effectively just let God handle it. But I wanted to be more united with my wife. And I remember you saying about how our marriage destroys the works of the enemy. So I called the manager and talked to him kind, well, kindly. I think I did. Yes, I talked to him kindly. 
um, explaining to him that I didn't appreciate how he handled my wife, um, saying that she was not special or uh, over a dollar twenty-five, and how he was more or less looking at the bottom line than the relationships and the environments that he's creating. Um, so, of course, Tiffany and I are praying for him and his establishment because uh, as the, uh, the marriage breaks or destroys the works of the enemy, I, I believe that those bonds are going to be breaking from him and hopefully he realizes how he is treating, if he's really focused on the bottom line, his customers help that bottom line. Um, the second part is loving more and being more connected. I've been shooting out since Tuesday a few texts of people who have been on my heart and pastor and teacher have been one of them and a few other men. Um, just telling you guys how much I appreciate you and love you, because uh, I don't think I say that enough. Oh, nope. Okay, now it is. All right. Brandy? Okay. Excellent. Hey, Brandy. Hi. All right. <laughs> So what really stuck out to me was when you were talking about travail mm -hmm. so and how you gave the different definitions yes. of travail. And I think that what I learned most since Tuesday was that to really embrace the travail and how when you were talking about the story of David's testimony, mm -hmm. how we need to protect our, our sanity. And so and if you don't know what your assignment is, then you can't protect what the assignment is. And so it just kind of helped me to refocus. So I found myself refocusing and remembering what the assignment was mm -hmm. and then embracing the travail in it because it's not necessarily a bad thing. That's right. Travail is not, it's necessary. So that's what I took from it's it. It's necessary for birth. Correct. Amen. Amen. It's really good. Um, Monica, you haven't, did you go on, did you listen to it yet? No, Make sure you go and listen. Yes, we, yes, we, we do. But uh, SoundCloud is up, too. SoundCloud is up. Both of them are up. So I need y'all to go back and listen. Teacher, you want to add to it? Thank you, Brent. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have a few words to say. Um, <laughs> y'all heard that. You said a few words. I've been in a process, and it's a travailing. <clears throat> um, I think the main, I know the main thing that when you're in the process, of travail that you have to be careful about what you speak, what you are thinking, uh, and self-control must be on high alert. And when you feel that you're going to enter to a place where Holy Spirit is not, you need to really reach out. And I did that with my husband because I think we all, when it comes to spiritual leaders, um, I don't know how much you think we don't get attacked, but we do, and it's even more, you know, intense. Uh, and it's always about leading God's people. It's yeah. not about any any things or need. It's about leading the people. It's about your growth and and what could happen to you if you you continue to go a certain direction. And for a teacher, that my greatest satisfaction, which is a student growing, is also my most <sighs> angry place as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is a very, it's very intense. The intense of the satisfaction is equally intense in the anguish. So 
when I was going through the process, and my husband helped me through it, but then on my way out of, before I reached out of the process, the Holy Spirit allowed me to know why I was going through the process and what it, and how it was benefiting me. When we go through something, if you don't know why you're going through it and how it's going to benefit you, there you're going to repeat it again. Um, so as I was coming out, he showed me in the benefit as well. And he, when you, when you respond correctly when you're traveling, there's an elevation. There's an elevation spiritually. We miss a numerous time of our growth because of the way that we respond during the process. And when I came completely out of the process, the best way that I can actually describe it was that Holy Spirit placed me in another position in him spiritually. And there, and he, it's not just saying that, but there was a conversation that he had as to the place that he positioned <coughs> me. And we're trying to get you all to a place to where you really actually hear God. It's one thing to teach you what we're teaching, but another thing to actually, in reality, have a relationship with God. And so he said he was placed me in a position of worship and prayer. And there are so many different dimensions in God. And obviously, when he obviously is he going to take me another dimension in prayer and also worship. That this means that there, there's a place of revelation. This is growth. So again, it's elevation. So we should, and I come to my end, is that you should be elevated when you come out. Amen. 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 I'm going to say it again. We should be elevated. There should be tremendous growth because there is a promotion when you respond correctly in the process. All right. Amen. 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 Amen, Mario. Because he's been responding to the process really rapid and really quick. Make it sweatless, don't it, Mario? Make it sweatless. Mm. See, he's growing. And he's not having 50 meetings with me. He's just hearing the word. And he has an excellent attitude. I told you, attitude is everything. And then you, you really just stunt your own growth, your own progression with a bad attitude. He has an excellent attitude, excellent man of excellent spirit. I'd say perfect. I'd say he's got an excellent spirit, though. He, if I ask him to do something, he, do it. he, does, he does it. And the way he does it is just so humbling. That's why he grows. Just, you could grow too. It's time for some of us to grow. I mean, we can't grow if that ground, if that ground is stony. Mm-mm. Well, there was that, be quiet on that one. Y'all know that's the truth, though. This is why what hinders a lot of us from growing is our hearts. You know where you house your spirit, man? The real you? 
Okay. And move, I'm going to keep it moving, Brandy. All right. Um, let's go to Ephesians. You know, Ephesians is the book of relationships, revelation. I mean, it's just an awesome book. of. When you want to know what's going on in your relationship, go to the book of Ephesians. It's beautiful. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, and let's go to 11. I really wanted to start earlier, but I'll come back down. This the whole thing. It's actually 1 through 32, but I'm going to kind of move around, okay? Y'all be flexible with me. All right? Okay. This is Ephesians chapter 4 at verse 11. It so reads, And his gifts were very. He himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. Verse 12. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church, that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness mm. of the Christ and the completeness found in him. All right. Go right back to the top again. That it might be developed. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go back. Verse 13. Mm -hmm. That it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith mm. and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. Comma. The only way that we're going to obtain the fullness is that we are one. It's the only way it said that we might develop until we all obtain, all obtain oneness. Echad. Oneness. In what? The faith. In what? The comprehension of the full accurate knowledge of God, of the Son of God. I'm waiting on y'all. See how important it is for us to be one? Okay. So if God is doing, with all that God is doing, the ultimate goal of unity of the faith. His, his ultimate goal is the unity of the faith. 
This is why the family unit is so important. All right, all right. I am taking my time. So his ultimate goal is the unity of the faith. And I said, this is why the family unit is so vitally important. Because the family is the church. Mm -mm -mm. The family is the church. The very structure of it. Well, you got to have a bride and you got to have a groom. And that bride and that groom, when they consummate, they sort of have an offspring. Oh, man. Teacher. Okay. This is why it's a mystery. Husband and wife. Christ and the church. See, right in your little home. Right in your little home where all that peace is ruling. See, there, we keep talking about all this stuff. We're missing the family. Okay, this is the problem. I'm asking God, what is it? Mm, what's going on with us? What's going on with the body of Christ? Thank you, teacher. Listen to this. Because the family is the church, the very structure of it. The church and you are not separate. I'm going to say it again. The church and you are not separate. Right. I know they're talking about the church and the state. No, no, I'm talking about you and the church. You, you are the church. Okay. But we function like it is. We function like it's a separation of you and the church. When you go home, your family. How you deal with each other. You think it's separate. Mm-mm. Okay, okay, teacher, I'm going to take my time here. You believe one thing here, mm -mm. but when you go home, you change your belief. All right, all right, all right. See, that's, that's the, the problem with the church. We, we're so churchy and so religious, we, we're forgetting the relationship that starts at home. See, this is why you, okay, all right. I only got like three pages, so we're going to be finished. So just let me, let me get it through. I had to cut back. She said, I'm doing the most. <laughs> Say so you're doing the most, you're doing the most. And we're not reviewing enough. Because you're not listening to what you're being preached. You're listening at everything else and doing other things. Instead of listening to what God is saying, this is what I'm preaching to you right now. This is what's going to help your life. What I'm sent my servant. 
I sent my pastor, my teacher. I sent them to serve you. I need to be clear in my function. I need to be clear in my calling, what I'm doing. I need to be clear with it. Okay? Because if I'm not, you're going to be messed up. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ooh, I keep saying, if the princes of this world had known. <laughs> okay. I said, you change your belief when you go home. You know, I can prove that. I can prove that. Some of y'all need proof. All I have to do <clears throat> is ask the right person the right questions. <laughs> That's all I got to do. All I got to do is ask the right person the right question. Mm-hmm. 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 Because a lot of times, this is the thing with me, the teacher. Everybody always think that somebody has to tell us something, what's going on in your life. I got a relationship, a connection with the Holy Spirit. And if I'm properly in my position in Christ, then as your shepherd, I should know. What you're doing and what you're not doing. What you pretend to be doing. Okay, so nobody got to come and tell pastor this is that you like me. No, I'm in the Holy Ghost. He'll tell me what's going on in your house. What happens is you just don't believe it. You think somebody got to tell me something. Ain't nobody got to tell me nothing. Holy Ghost be right up in there. You told pastor, pastor, you ain't tell me nothing. You don't have to. Let's get that clear right now so you never have to ask the other person, did you tell pastor something? You ain't got to tell me nothing. All right? Nothing. You got to answer those things because people think you're doing that. No, I'm right in there tonight. I'm right in there tonight. Okay, we're talking about unity. Okay. I said I can prove it. All I have to do is ask the right person with the right question because if I ask you, you won't believe it's you. Mm -hmm. You won't believe it's you. And change the outcome. See, it's just, we keep repeating the same thing because you're not changing. That's why I say, have you changed since Tuesday from what you heard? The word is designed to change you. Just like that Paul said, immediately, I was in the spirit. Right, wait, 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 no worship, wait, no praise. His relationship. His intimacy. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> you won't believe it. I told you, you won't change. Really, y'all, this is, this takes virtually... No work to change. It virtually takes no work. None. Mm. The only way that it seems hard is because you 
resist. It's that you resist the change. You can change immediately. You know why I know that? Because God designed you like that. Okay. It's, I'm working on it, Pastor. I'm working on loving. And it don't say nothing about working in 1 Corinthians 13 about working on love. I didn't see a process. Okay. Oh, we're going to plow right on through. Mm. To change, there's virtually no work involved. <laughs> That's the only work. Is that you decide to do right. To, do, to obey, to do what you're told. Even you, Janae. Mm -hmm. It's no work. It's no work. Y'all create too much drag in the spirit. You need to be a little more aerodynamic in the spirit. And the best way to be aerodynamic in the spirit is to bow your knees. Okay. All right. Y'all know that's how they can tell the wheat and the tear. Because when the wind blow, the, the wheat bends, but the tear stands straight up. That's how I can tell who's what. Boom. No, for real. That's what happens. So you do it just like that. When the Holy Spirit blows through here, when the Ruah Hakadesh blows through here, see, some of you are still standing straight up, even though you're sitting. You are. Mm. I won't say that. Mm. Don't you want to be in a place that really brings you the truth? Yes. Instead of just letting the enemy come in and manipulate the pastor and the teaching and y'all just think you're, you're getting in without no work? <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay, here we go. All right. Hmm. There's virtually, I'm going to say it one more time. Tony, there's virtually no work at all. It's effortless to change. Andre, there's no work to change. You just got to hear the right thing. Now you can make the right choice. But the problem is we're hearing the wrong thing. We don't discern what is the wrong thing. We can't judge what's good. All right, here we go. Sweatless. The kids can obey too, just like that. Y'all hear me? I'm talking to all the children. You can all obey. Just like that. Just like you were disobedient immediately. You can obey immediately. Y'all hear me? Because right, I'm, I'm the kids, I need y'all to look up. All of you look at me in the eye. AJ, look at me. I'm talking to you. You hear me? I'm talking to all of the kids. See, that's another thing. I'm not going to put up with just rebellious. All right, 
Okay. I'm not going to put up with rebellion. See, it's time. I told you it's time to stop all this and tolerating this stuff. An adult talking to you, look at him. Amen? Y'all, this is just where you have to be. <laughs> don't, you know, don't play this. this see, spirits. That's another thing. These, these spirits. That y'all need the parents to see these spirits. Hello? No spirit coming to my house. Now you can't live there. You can't live there and be get comfortable. Well, I'm gonna make you uncomfortable. I'm gonna make you uncomfortable in here. See, that's the problem. We tolerate. Demons. The Bible didn't tolerate nothing. He cast them out. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you disrespect the Word of God. Amen. Amen. All right. None. My grandkids too. Nobody is exempt. They get out of line. I'm gonna get them. I'm not. I don't play. And you shouldn't play. Hello, parents, you shouldn't play. Lie to me again. I ask you a question, you lie to me again. See, this is the problem. There's no. You're comfortable with lying. You're comfortable with lying because I let you get away with it. And I know you're smart and you know that. But you think you manipulate me. But the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. Okay. Set up with no attitude. Y'all know I don't play it. Mm-mm. 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 Okay, y'all know I'm just telling you that. You just can't play. Don't try to play with me or nothing. Why I need the parents do your jobs. Right. Amen. Do your job. You're not called to be their friend. You're called to be their parent. Yes. Okay. That don't mean you can't love them. Right. <laughs> you suppose them. You su- okay. Let me get to the rest of my teaching so you'll see what's happening here. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Told you all I have to do that as the right person, the right thing, right? It's virtually no sweat to be obedient. You, you can walk around with pride. They're, they're, you don't even have to have a deliverance service. You don't even have to have a deliverance service. See, what the problem is, pride doesn't want to obey. It wants to rebel. It thinks it knows the way. And surely you don't. You are deceived how can we sit and say that I'm moving in the things of God yet I'm possessed the spirit of pride but you got people doing that with no fear no fear don't no fear and say this God said y'all better watch this okay like I said all I got to do is ask the right person the right question Okay? And I'll get the right answer. 
It's virtually no work. We are designed. Listen to this. We are designed, Andrea, to connect. We're designed that way. This is why the enemy is always trying to get us to connect with the wrong people. Because he knows that we're designed to connect. We're designed to be in a relationship. It's, it's not good for Adam to be by himself. We're designed to be connected. That's what solidifies a relationship, that we are connected. And the Bible says, when you get married, you become one flesh. That means we're connected. Okay. This is the thing. Only a few, only a few men really want my help. Only a few. Because your response would be different. Be slow to speak because when you speak, I can hear. Behind what you're trying to project. You know why? Because it didn't come from your heart. Yeah, I get this all the time. Get this all the time. Teach you do too. You're designed to connect. That's the way he designed us. Right? That's what, listen, that's what 1 Corinthians 13 does. If love, let me see it this way. See, if love was the foundation and your motivation. Hold on, teacher. Mm -mm. See, if love was your foundation, y'all hear me? And your motivation. Your relationships. Issues. Would be non-existent. If that was your motivation. If love. Is your motivation. Your relationship issues. Would be non-existent. Mm -mm. Just straight from the Holy Spirit. Down low. Okay. I'm going to say that. Folks was out. I'm going to make sure we hear that again. Okay. I don't want you to miss nothing. I only got about 20 minutes and we'll be done. Listen to this. I'm going to say it again. This is what I said, Cindy. I got you. I said, love, you're built, you're designed to connect. This is what love does. It unifies us. Okay? See, it's simple. I'm going to say it again. It's simple. See, if love was the foundation and your motivation. Can I say it one more time? If love was your foundation, this is what everything is built on. And your motivation, your relationship issues would be non-existent. Yeah, so 
See, so you can do you can do a survey right now, right where you're sitting at, and know exactly where you are. Everybody got an issue. Okay. Hmm. I'm asking God some questions. What are we doing? What is it, teacher? Yeah, I can say it one more time. Okay. I said you were built and designed to connect. Just got to connect with the right people. Okay. Right? And just because it's family don't mean that's the right person. See, this is what we get. Oh, I'm going to be real today. Okay. All right. See, if love was your foundation and your motivation. If love was your foundation and your motivation. See, that motivation would feed that foundation. To keep it sturdy. Keep a steady flow. Ah. Woo. Your relationship issues would be non-existent. That's straight download from the heavens. The throne room of God. This is what he said to me. See, our foundation. This is why he said you got to lay down your foundation all over again. And we haven't done that. We haven't laid down our new foundation all over again. Well, when you get born again, this is what we're doing. See, you need to really sit down and find out what is it. What is the foundation of my family? What is the foundation of me? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. It would be virtually non-existent. See, what happens, teacher? Because then what would happen? 1 Corinthians 13, it would be, the, it would be God's true reality. This is why, this is why it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not real to you. This life that you're living, it's not real to you. Listen to what I'm saying. It would be non-existent. Because if 1 Corinthians 13 would be, it would, 1 Corinthians would be the, it would now be God's true, God's true reality. That, that's manifesting in you and all around you. That's what happened to you, T. And one of the first things you said when you got baptized, you said, I didn't know he loved me like he loved me. See, it now was running through you and now all surrounding all of you. So this is what happens when you people come into your company. Yeah. I told you. You're designed, you're designed to connect. You're designed. See, I told you, we don't know our purpose. We don't know how to function. This is, a, this is one of our biggest issues. Oh, okay. Woo, here we go. Okay, I'm going to be true to my word. Y'all got to catch it quick. See, then you will be in God's true reality that manifests in you and all around you. Mm-hmm. Amen, somebody. Yeah. Come on. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. It's all about the family. A divided family. I'm going to say it again. A divided family is a divided church. Yeah. 
A divided family is a divided church. See, this is what I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all right now. I'm trying to tell you. I'm asking God what is going on. My job is to make sure I understand the sheepfold and their function and how we're supposed to operate as the body of Christ. And I wish there would be more pastors that would actually do this and stop playing games with people's lives. And tell them the truth. Amen. Somebody's saying, can it get any better, Pastor? <laughs> this is so good. Yes, it can. Pull on the anointing. That's what you do. Pull on it. Put a demand on it. You know why? Because it's your life. Put a demand on it. Teach me, Pastor. Teach me. Show me the right way. See, this is what we want to do. Put a demand on it. Man, amen. So then you will have what you need. Good God Almighty. A divided family is a divided church. I'm going to say it again. A divided family a divided is a divided church. I told you, you're the church. So when you divide at home, you come in here, you divide the church. When you're not one at home you, and you bring that here, we're not one. Come on, let's be real. Yes, teacher. See, but he'll get us thinking that we're not. You are deceived. I told you, your marriage is designed. That's how you fight. That's how you destroy the works of the enemy. And this is why he said, I was manifested. For this reason. Oh, God. But no, y'all arguing. Y'all fussing. You're selfish. Still, since Tuesday, still selfish. I tell you what, when you do meet your, your God, your, the Father in heaven, you will, I'm, he's going to be like, I know I told him what to teach you, and he did it. What is your excuse for not developing and actually linking up with someone else? Let's see where you stay. You can change immediately. Instead of saying no, say yes. Okay. Uh oh, 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 oh. But then do what your word said. Do and become your word. Yes. That's the problem. You're not your word. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. A divided family is a divided church. See how easy? See how easy it is for us to be deceived? Just marching right on up in here. When we come together in the bond of you, matter of fact, go here. Let, let, me, let me stop, right? Go to Ephesians. That way we go to, we're still in Ephesians. Four, you're still in the same chapter four. Now go one and three. Hmm. Ephesians it. chapter four at verse one. I therefore the prisoner for the Lord appeal to mm. and beg you to walk lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called with behavior okay that is a credit to the summons to god's service oh, that right, 
living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility, and meekness, unselfishness. Hold on. Did you see pride anywhere in there? No. Hello. Did you see pride anywhere in there? No. You are deceived. Go ahead. Unselfishness. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What? Unselfishness? No, talk, start it again. Start at the beginning again. We need to hear this again. It's something we ain't getting. Come on. Living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness. Yeah, we go back to one. Go back to one. Yeah, 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 one. That's good, too. Go back to one. Start from the top there. Verse one. I, therefore, the prisoner for the Lord. Uh, uh, oh, you, you, you in prison of the Lord. Are you? Hey. See, we, we, we just read so far. That's a comma. Therefore, something's following, right? right. Something that I need to pay attention to, right? Yeah. Come on. I, therefore, the prisoner for the Lord. There's another comma. He said, stop. You're going to have another thought coming. Okay, you need to take this one. Come on. Appeal to and beg you to oh, walk. To walk. Lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called with behavior that is a credit to the summons to God's service. See, I'm telling you, I don't think you know your calling. That you've been summoned. And the responsibility to live the way he said live. The way he said live. I want to teach on this thing too called about worthy. About what it really means to be worthy. Okay? We got that in the coming week. So hold on. Come on. Verse 2. Living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind. Complete. Wow. Go ahead. Humility and meekness. Unselfishness. Unselfishness. You know when you're selfish. Unselfishness. I told you that's, a, that's it's the origin of all sin. Go ahead. Gentleness. Mm. Mildness. With patience. Hold on. Men, do you operate with your wife like this? Do you operate in this spirit with your wife? Humility. Y'all know I did two, three weeks on meekness. Unselfishness. Gentleness. Mildness. No, you're harsh. Go ahead. Go ahead, teacher. But they need to understand the way that they understand these words is not the understanding. Because meekness itself is righteousness. 
I told all this. I you know that. So I'm just saying that we need to really. Hence the word right. Okay. So I want the woman to know that it's not about, oh, I'm talking, he's talking soft, this and that. No. Mm-mm. I'm not doing that. What's up? Oh, okay. Okay. She's going she gonna to get it. She's going to come back. I'm telling you right now, it's the heart. I'm telling you, it's the heart. Because if none of that's in your heart, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. This is the issue. Come on. Unselfishness. My God. Gentleness. Mildness. With patience. Bearing with one another. Hold on. Bearing with one another. I mean, for real, y'all, is this how we function with each other? Husbands and wife and people in relationships? Are we patient and bearing with one another? Making allowances. Because you love one another. I was listening, I was talking to a, I was talking to a friend of mine who called me today and, you know, he's, he was telling me about his brother-in-law. He's going through a divorce and, and everything. And, you know, he's a huge womanizer. Got two kids and everything and just, you know, all kind of just, I mean, when I say huge, huge woman, now he is. But he said, I love her. You love her? I'm just saying, men, you love her? You love your wife? He loves her. And his expression of love is infidelity. But I love her. Oh. So you do the same thing when you disobey God, men, women. You're saying that you love God. The word is true. Come on, let's go. Bearing with one another mm, mm, mm. and making allowances because you love one another. So to love somebody means that you, you accept their flaws. Yeah. Their shortcomings. <laughs> and likewise, they will have the same for you. Right. Yeah? yeah? Man, y'all don't love man, Y'all, man, y'all mean for real. I need to just close the book. All right, come on, come on. Verse 3. Be eager mm. and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness of and produced by the Spirit. Oh, hold on. Not you. But you got to have the Spirit to produce the things of the Spirit. I told you somebody <laughs> has compromised. Because both of us got the spirit. Ain't no way. There's no law that can operate between us. See, y'all just won't get real with your relationship. You can change it. You can change it right now. You can decide right now to change it. I don't believe this. I can't do nothing else. 
You know, God requires us to live a certain way as believers. It is required. Okay. All right. This, this right here, this, this, I told y'all, book of Ephesians. You want your relationship? Read Ephesians. Revelation and, and, and relationship is the book of Ephesians. How to fight. It identifies the enemy. It tells you what to put on. Tells you how to walk. I mean, y'all, you, you ain't ready. I stay in Ephesians all year. Are you eager? Be eager and strive earnestly. That earnestly means with all exhaustion to preserve the harmony and peace in your home and with one another. Or we're going to do this thing right anyway. All I got to do is ask the right person. All right. Okay. All right, here we go. I got to speed it up. Okay. Oh, man. A divided church. I'm going to say it one more time. A divided, I can interchange that, a divided family. Okay. Cannot defeat a united kingdom of Satan. Mm-mm-mm. A divided church cannot defeat a united kingdom of Satan. Satan is very united. His kingdom is united. His army does, listen, his army does not break rank. His army does not break rank. There's a hierarchy, and they follow it to the T. My Lord. You, you break rank all the time. You go AWOL all the time. Y'all oh <laughs> are in such a good place to hear the word of God. It means you're going to have no excuse. I, I teach and I make sure that y'all see the enemy. I make sure you know who the enemy is. Husbands and wives. Okay. Okay. I'm almost finished, teacher. Jesus Christ. Okay. A divine. My job is never done. I told Shani, I said, Shani, I said, I'm always pastoring. It was late. I said, you don't have to respond. It was late, but I, I'm reading it, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing something different. I'm, I have to. This is what I do. You know, it was important for me to read it. Didn't matter what time. I need to know her keys. All right, here we go. I said, a divided church cannot defeat a united kingdom of Satan. Satan is very unified. His army does not break rank. They carry out the orders and instructions of their leader. To the end. A divided leadership produces a divided congregation. Wow. This is why I'm teaching what I'm teaching right now. Did y'all hear what I said? Yeah. See, you got a lot of churches, they don't even know they divided. Because right. 
because we just doing the religious things. Everything just everything here, but but the people hearts. Okay. All right. A divided leadership produces a divided congregation. This is why when you are in leadership, I require everything from you. Because it's not about you. But no, okay, I'm going to get there. Okay, hold on. I got something for you too. Hold on. A divided leadership produces a divided congregation. This goes directly, listen, this goes directly to the head, the father of his family. Fathers, you should want to produce a strong following in your children, a united front. This is what you're supposed to be producing with AJ and your daughters, a strong, united front. This is what you're supposed to be producing with justice, a strong, united front. This is what you're supposed to be producing in Aaron and your child, a strong, united front. That's what you're supposed to be doing. See, we too, we too much in the natural when it comes to the things of God. Straight from the throne room. Because I care about you. You're supposed to be doing a strong following. This is why you have to have strong leaders. Because they produce strong leaders. Y'all better stop listening to the enemy. And allowing you, see, allowing you to see your sister or your brother in another perspective. Other than with love. This is how you know it ain't him. Okay. All right. You got to know. You got to know. Oh. Okay. Okay. A divided head. Pastor will produce a provide. Listen, he will produce a divided church. Not on him. Not on my watch. I won't. So in the things, his his struggle is for me to do that. It's for me to compromise. Now hold you accountable. If you don't come to church, uh, listen. You need to let me know or somebody know. See, this is what we won't do. This is what we won't do. You don't want no accountability. Just do what you want to do. Because you think you're insignificant. You are very significant. Amen. So significant. That he will manipulate you. It's quiet. Mm-mm. No. A divided head. I'm talking about the father now in the home. You're going to produce divided children. Okay. Head got to be in order. Head got to be in order. Head got to have self-control. Head got to have patience. Head got to persevere. Head can't give up. Head can't check out. I need you to be the head. Man, this is what we don't want to hear. This is what we won't hear. Oh. Mm-mm. I got to keep it moving. I got to keep it moving. Okay. Here we go. Here we go.
When, when I was in the, when it was different and my pastor was teaching, man, he had to sit me down. I'm on every CD, every tape, everything. You're going to hear me. You're going to hear me. Because I'm with you, man. That's why you're going to hear me. Okay. All right. All right. Woo. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Let me hear up this thing right here. All right. I said, the head, the pastor, produces a divided church. This is why teacher and I can't be divided in anything. Me and her can't be divided on anything. I, that, listen, that doesn't mean I like everything she likes and she likes everything I like. But we're not at war in odds against the differences. I still seek to please her. I want the best out of her. You know what? Because she's an incubator. Because she's going to produce what I put in her. Okay. Woo! <laughs> Putting the wrong thing in your way. You don't always get what you put in. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Listen. It don't matter. No. No. Here we go. Before I go there. A united head, pastor or father, mm -hmm. will produce, create a united church. Fathers, how do I say this? Because hmm. sometimes you write it, but that's not what he wants you to say. You got to be open to what he want to say. <laughs> a united head, a father or pastor will produce, create a united church. I need the fathers to unite their family. Wow. And guess what? That's going to take the wealth, the wife's help. Mm -mm. It doesn't matter how gifted and anointed. It doesn't matter how gifted and anointed we are. If we fall out of God's divine order, Satan can legally enter into the relationship. I don't care how known that you are. How gifted you are. If you fall out of God's divine order. That means he leads. And sometimes he needs help. In how to lead. Well you need to attach yourself to somebody you know how to lead. Don't be within yourself. That's the issue. That's good. Okay. Man, you were designed to lead. You were designed to have dominion. My God. My goodness. Okay, see, this is what the problem is. See, but I can't get the husband and wife to work together. I can't get them to be one unit. I can't get them to trust. He's already been sown of distrust. Okay. But you can change that in a minute. In a minute. In a minute. In a minute. You can change that. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. It doesn't matter, I told you, if you're gifted. God, you can't circumvent his divine order. Satan legally enters into your relationship. Question is, aren't you tired of Satan being in your relationship? Hmm? Ain't you tired of Hasatan in your relationship? Because he's the one that's ruling in all your emotions. It's not God. God does not divide. 
Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right. Okay. All right. I hope y'all, I hope y'all are <laughs> mad that he's in your relationship because you invited him in. When we are ununified or when we are unified in our families and in our churches, oh, the world will believe we really know God. That's what's, mm -mm. this is what, this is what, this is what, this is what it is. Okay. Right now, all they see is that we are divided. Mm -hmm. You know how they know? Because you tell them. And you show them. Mm -hmm. They see the fighting. They see, the, they see us fighting with one another. They see the divorces. Okay. They see we don't protect each other. They see we are not, um, they see that we are envious. Jealous. Mm -mm. Okay. Jealous of one another. They see that we look to exploit each other's shortcoming. This is what they see. Mm -hmm. they, they look, they see that. They see how we divide the church. When we get hurt by someone, they see it. They see how we divide the congregation with backbiting. You know, go home and you talk about what pastor and teacher is teaching you. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to do everything they say. Yep, that's what they be saying. I don't see it in the word. Mm -mm. You haven't looked. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. But how come they can always point out what you're doing, but never what they're doing or not doing? See, for one, that's a critical spirit. You got to be careful of that critical spirit. That critical spirit spreads. It sows. And you need to know when to tell it to be quiet. I don't care who it is. Brother, sister, cousin, uncle, aunt. Husband, wife. That's the wrong seed you're sowing right now. No, you don't understand that. Okay. All right. Oh, here we go. They know. They see how we handle people. Uh-oh. They see how we handle people with offenses. That's a big, that's a big problem. That's a big problem right there. They see, they watch how we do. Everybody pretty much know you're a Christian. So they see how you handle, how you talk. Okay. All right. They see how we handle people with offenses. They see that we don't trust each other. We give them no reason to come to Christ. Look at the family. That's the real truth right there. Uh, just because, uh, here, this is what I want to get to. Just because you have, uh, just because you were offended about something. I'm going to say that again. Just because, look up everybody, just because you was offended about something. That doesn't give you, that gives you no authorization whatsoever to divide the flock and the church. That gives you no authorization. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh, I'm going to say that one again. Because you were offended about something. How are you offended about what you've been taught? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. All right. All right. It gives no authority, no authorization whatsoever to divide the flock and the church that Jesus oh, is building. Mm -hmm. You are in, listen, you, you are undermining the unity of the tribe. Every tribe, tongue, nation. Yeah. You are undermining the unity of the tribe, of the brethren, and the unity of the faith, and of the church. You are misrepresenting what Christ is doing. You're stopping the process of believing in Christ. You are. When you don't know how to handle your offenses. And then you try to divide. That's what happens when you're offended. You go and tell somebody. And that gives you no authorization to divide the flock of God and the church that God is trying to build. But you think you do. Real quick. Matthew 12, 30. This is what we do. This is what we don't do. Let's see what the word says. Matthew, Matthew twelve thirty. Matthew chapter twelve and verse thirty. He who is not with me, definitely on my side, is against me. And he who does not definitely gather with me and for my side scatters. There, there is no neutrality with God. You are either with him or you are against him. You're either gathering or you're scattering. With your words. With your words. What's team? There's no neutrality. There's no neutral. There's no neutrality with God. You either serve him or you don't. You either believe him or you don't. See, but you think that there's neutrality. You think that you can just sit on the fence. Depending on what he's teaching or praying, I believe. No. Mm-hmm. You're either gathering or you're scattering. You either believe Christ and you're with him or you're against him. There's no neutrality. There's no in-between. So when you're not obeying, when you're disobedient, when you're rebellious, you are not gathering. You're scattering. You know why? Because soon as the offense comes, you tell somebody. Wow. Stop asking, always asking somebody to call you. Why don't you call them? Yeah. Then you'll know what's going on. I never hold that against anybody. You don't call me. Because I could simply call you. That's being mature. And not holding them to a standard that you won't do. Okay. I teach. I teach. I teach. Okay. 
As long as your head is anointed, as long as your head is anointed, as long as your head is anointed, that's good. <laughs> your body will always have oil. I said, as long as the head is anointed, you will always have oil. But when you stop the oil, you sabotage the head. Fight the head. You smite the head. The oil will never reach you. Wives. The oil will never reach you because the oil doesn't come from below. It comes from the head. Mm, mm, mm. Unity starts from the head. If the family's not unified, guess who I'm going to blame? Okay. Unity starts from the head. The, listen, think about the head. It gives you the ability to see, to hear, to speak, and to smell. And it's even the location of the brain. The head. Unity flows from the head. I got to stop because teacher's back there. I can feel him breathing on the back of my head. I just shaved it. Yeah, can we definitely get Pastor Hank clap? I'm going to stop. But then grab the word of God. That's able to save our souls. How much do, does God really care about? He loves us. He will come and visit us. He loves us. With the word that he's given us tonight. You know, a lot of people travel to try to hear or go to seminars and workshops to, when it comes to their marriage or just relationships. But we have it right here in our house. Right here. Amen. That will help show us ourselves. Give you the opportunity to really see your own self. You know, Tony, I just have a question. And it's a, not for you all to answer, but something for you to think about. When it comes to truth, I'm just baffled by believers who do not want to hear truth. They don't want to face truth. If you would just simply ask, I'll just use pastor myself. Pastor, no, matter of fact, you would ask me, how have your husband been treating you this week? And for me not to lie so that when we get home, we don't get another argument. But actually to tell the truth. Because you know what? We need help. Only the enemy make you feel ashamed and hide. God says everything should be open. It is open to him. But it needs to be. It needs to be pulled out of darkness into the light so it can be exposed and actually you can really change. You and your entire household. 
The question is, why do you want to keep going home being miserable? Why do you want to continue to have so much friction and tension and chaos in your home? What are we doing? What are we doing? And how can you really think that you can go to God in prayer and think he's actually answering you or have an ear to hear you when you are not treating the one that you see every day? You're not treating her properly or him properly. It's not always the man. I tell you, there's no book besides the Holy Scriptures that can change a man. There's no workshop. There's no lesson. It's all in the Holy Scripture. If we would but obey the word of God. If we would but obey the word of God. Your struggles within yourself, because that's where the battle is within you. Pal said, you've taught a lot of lessons. But I tell you, the word that you taught tonight, if the people of God would just would but obey. We're making this too hard. Got to go to counseling. Take our children to counseling. We marriage counseling. All the talks that, that, that you're having and the had with your spiritual leaders. It, it's, it's a few key words that has to happen. Love. The word of God. It's in the Holy Scriptures. There is no long drawn out session. It's but love and your character. Who you say that you are. It's simple. It's an expedient growth if you would just but obey. The gifts are being held up because you just won't love. Many gifts are locked in. And then the enemy, he wants to keep all these secrets. God, you don't want to discuss what's going on at home, but we know what's going on at home. It shows in your character. You have people of God that can see behind the conversation that you're having with me. Right. Only reason that we haven't pointed out directly one-on-one -on -one is because we're allowing you to yes. see yourself and go ahead, check your own self. Come on, come on. Check your own self. Right. 
And Ephesians, I believe it was four that was at Pastor 1 and 2, where it speaks about, if the minister go there really quickly, I just want to give you insight and just a, a summation of a statement of all what Pastor was presenting to you tonight. And it's fullness. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore the prisoner for the Lord appeal to and beg you to walk, lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called with behavior that is a credit to the summons to God's service. God is always reminding us that he's coming. Only time that we really, our senses are alert is at a funeral. But we miss the plead of the Father through his apostles his teachers, his pastors. We miss the plead of God. This is why you have to hurry up and get it right. And hurry up and get it right means to hurry up and obey. Not you working on getting it right, simply obey. He is summons you, your behavior and conduct as it should be as a believer. When I called you and you answered, I summons you to a certain conduct and behavior. So why are we seasoned saints still being offended, unforgiving? Why are we still murmuring and complaining? And God said that divides the flock. Go ahead, minister. Continue to read. Verse 2. Living as becomes you, with complete lowliness of mind. Stop with lowliness. He said, void of pride. That's what lowliness is. Go ahead. Humility. And meekness. Meekness. This is really this entire one and two. What he's really saying when pastor asks, if the head or the father or the husband respond to their wife in this manner. In summation, what he's saying, are you living interacting with your spouse as a true disciple. This is what this is. A true disciple. Because if you look closely at this, this is Jesus, lowly in heart. Because he could have called 10,000 or more angels to take him from the cross 
But he wasn't operating in pride. He didn't boast, but he stayed nil. <laughs> Unselfishness, gentleness. Again, but women don't get this wrong. This is not about the man tone. See, because the women are more sensitive and more touchy and in your feelings, this is how a lot of arguments start and also end. It's because how you said it to me. You could have said it another way. But if He's operating as a true disciple because Christ himself in his walk as an example of a disciple, he said some harsh things. What it is, some of the women just can't take the truth. That's why it's hard for us to receive when someone tell you exact. I can respect. My husband tell me whatever truth about me. What I can't respect is that you sugarcoating it. Because you think I'm going to feel some kind of way when you tell me. I need you to give it to me straight and with authority and power. All right. All right. Because when you do that, what happens is I hear the God in you. Yes. Oh, see, no, 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 no. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because I hear the God in you, which is love. So when I hear the God in you, I'm not. I'm not in tune to my natural senses, so I don't even hear how you're bringing it to me. I hear the God in you. Do you hear me? Exactly. I'm not offended because I'm not offended with truth. I love the truth. But we don't. We don't love the truth. So I am offended. Wow. I'm crying. I'm all in my feelings. Then you're manipulating the man. He coming back and he repenting. What? Okay. I end this. I, I end. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the word. See, I know when it cut off. I'm done. But next time, Terrence, I want you to have something to say. The ones that don't normally talk. I, we need the men of God to step up. Like I said, I got a big heart for, for my men, for my boys. So I'm going to be, you're going to speak up. You're going to have something to say. We need you to lead the woman in everything. Your worship, your prayer. Well, amen. Thank you, teacher. I, see, what I love is our conversation when we go home. See, that's, that's that intimate time that we have. We're going to be discussing the word and 
uh, the reaction and what the Holy Spirit was saying to her, because he done said a whole lot to her uh, while she was sitting there. And I want the fullness of it, and I want to hear it. And that's what you should be doing, too, you know, instead of just going home, jumping in the bed, going to sleep. Mm. But, you know, it's your house. I'm not, going, I'm not coming in there. It's your house, so I'm just trying to help you. My job is to help. Amen? Amen. All right, man. Until Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Let's bow our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you glory. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for each and every individual that come out tonight, Father, to grow and hear your word, hear the truth of the matter. Father, I thank you for unity, Father. I thank you for our eyes of our understanding being open and enlightening, Father, that we even know the hope of our calling, Father, to serve not just you but each other. So, Father, I bless you. I give you glory. I thank you, Father. I thank you for everything that you've shown us, Father. I thank you, Father, that we are walking in the unity, Father, the bond of love and holiness, worthy, worthy of the call that you placed on us. I honor you tonight. I bless you. It's in Yeshua's mighty name, the name that is above every name, the name that only a man, only a human can be saved. It's the name of Jesus, Yeshua, salvation. Father, I bless you. I give you glory. In Jesus' name. Now stay in the glory tonight. Amen. Don't let the enemy come. Don't let him come for the word that was sown in your heart tonight. To contend for each other. Fight. Believe God. Amen. Shabbat shalom.